Welcome to That's Why Podcast with Anna and Patricia, the show where we arouse your curiosity while we dull your senses. Hi, Patricia. Hi, Anna. This is Richard in Denver, Colorado. Full disclosure, I am Anna's cousin. And yes, she did call me a galungalung many times when we were kids, but we're older now. We've moved past galungalung. that. <laughs> anyway, I am really enjoying the podcast. You guys are a lot of fun to listen to. So I thought I would throw something your way and get your opinions on why about these subjects. A while back, I was in a store just trying on some clothes, making sure things fit. And I was trying to button up a shirt and it felt weird. And I realized, oh, that's because these buttons are on the wrong side. They're not what I'm used to. So when I left the dressing room, I told the sales clerk and she was like, sir, that's because that's a woman's shirt. First of all, don't judge. And secondly, <laughs> why is that? If you go through your closets or your husband's clothing and you look and see and compare, you'll notice that the buttons are on opposite sides. Is there a simple what? answer and reason to that? Or is it deeper than that? And that got my mind spinning into this whole other vortex of just gender roles in life in general, specifically in the home. When you think of the stereotypical responsibilities for cooking and cleaning and clothing and beauty, it's the woman's job, right? But in the world of business, in the world of making money where it counts, it's the men that succeed and thrive. Like most of the major fashion labels are men. Most of the successful chefs and restaurateurs are men. Even the beauty gurus that are advising women how to look beautiful. You know, you think of Jeffree Star or James Charles or whoever. It's typically the men that come to the forefront. And I personally experienced it in the salon when I used to do hair. New clients would come in and they would blatantly say, I want a man to do my hair. And they don't know me. They don't know my resume or my skills. But simply because I was a man, they put me ahead of lifting up their sisters and giving work to their sisters and women because they thought, okay, I'm going to bring something different to the table, I guess. So just thought I'd put that out there. And I want to give a quick shout out to Anna's parents, because when I would go and spend summers with them, there was no gender shaming in that household. We could play with Barbies and dress up, and it was no big deal. Props to the Tran household for being ahead of the curve. And props to the headless, neckless Barbie that I always got stuck with. <laughs> this poor Barbie doll, her head popped off, and it just wouldn't fit back right. So she looked like she was constantly shrugging, but she was living her best life. And I was just happy I got to play with dolls. Anyway, you guys are a lot of fun. Hopefully you can answer my questions and tell me why. Oh, that's hilarious. Wow. What food for thought. That's a freaking seven course meal. Oh, wow. He, first of all, I really like him. He's. Sounds like a fascinating person oh. to sit down and shoot the shit with and just really, you know. I think you, you met him at my wedding. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure, but I don't remember him. I'm sure you and, did. Uh, yeah. But wow, thank you for that question. Absolutely. Well, first, I want to apologize to you, Richard, for calling you a galoon galoon. 
<laughs> I love it. I can see little Anna. Oh, Listen, Mr. Galungalung, give me my Barbie back, you know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> my parents definitely blurred the gender roles as I was growing up. I had a Spider Man tricycle, Superman underwear, and boy socks. And I was always excited when Richard came to visit us from Denver. We would play with high heels, glitter, Barbie dolls, all of those things. And my parents never judged. They always embraced individuality and were very open-minded. But I have to mention that it's not just my parents, but my entire wow. family. They're all very open-minded. Anna, you're an amazing person. And I, and I can see where it comes from because I did get to visit with your mom and she was making soup. And, you know, we were hanging out with her right when we met the, the monk. Remember when you introduced me to the monk? Mm -hmm. I am so glad that you not only grew up with that environment, and even though, you know, you don't have kids, but you have, I'm sure, nephews, nieces, people that you can share what that has done for you in your life. Because I think that we live by all these gender roles so much, and we're just barely a few years ago, have we really started trying to break those down. And I feel like it only really began with the whole topic of um, gay marriage. Yes. And it was surprising to me and is still surprising to me why people oppose gay marriage. I don't understand that. No, I don't what get it there? either. But that's the change that we have to make as individuals and as a community. We need to get together and fight for everyone's rights, not just for the white, privileged men. Everybody has to have equal rights. Along with that, first of all, I'm blown. Like my mind is, like you said earlier, the mm -hmm. emoji. If my mind was of an emoji, it would be blowing <laughs> up right now. I did not know that men and women's buttons were on a different side. Isn't that trippy? I don't ever put on males. Uh, well, that's not true. I've worn male shirts, mm -hmm. but I don't think I ever consciously, you know, I was on autopilot mm -hmm. when I'm putting, buttoning up my shirt and I don't think I noticed. And well, I find that interesting. When I research topics, I like to go through the school's research because okay. then I, it's credible sources. Right. This was from the Smithsonian Magazine. And they said upper class women from the Renaissance, which is the 15th and 16th century and Victorian era, which was mid 1800s, had more complicated attire, bustles, corsets, petticoats. Men, of course, could dress themselves. So their buttons were on the right side. Upper-class women had servants to help dress them, and throughout millennia, fashion kept with the design, and that's why women's buttons are on the opposite side. Wow, that makes sense. And yet, again, here we have incorporated, I don't know if you would call it a tradition, but a way of life, right, as mm -hmm. you said, and you, you just mm -hmm. kept doing it even if it didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. It affects us so much more now. Now, I, unlike you, grew up in a very judgmental home. And even though my father left when I was 11 to work in another state, my parents were still married. And so he would come visit on holidays. But my mother's comments, she made a lot of racist comments and a lot of comments about gender that we had to be very specific. Like, no, you don't do that. Women don't do that. And to my brother, you know, boys don't do that. Or, you know, whether it's what color you're wearing, 
whether it's what time of day. I remember being a teenager and having the argument at that time, both of my parents, my dad was visiting and he was here for the summer. And I think my mother felt a little bit tired of trying to see how he, she can control this child who just wants to do what she wants to do. But I'm 18 years old and I want to go out and hang out with my friends and come home at one, two in the morning. And my father said, women don't do that. Women, what are people going to say in the neighborhood? Now, mind you, my dad and my mom, and not, and it doesn't sound like it's like that in your case, but I think a lot of households, when your parents are raising you, they're raising you under the mm-hmm. norms that they were raised. So you're like two generations behind. And obviously, I understand that back then when they were in the Dominican Republic and you were in a very tight-knit community and word got around mm-hmm. quickly and you had to right there was a certain way that women had to behave in men but not in like you know 1990 you know what i'm saying but they still want to raise you as if you're back there so gender roles are something that it's kind of like an indoctrination that we're just barely chiseling at that Mm -hmm. rock that we have been kind of burdened to carry for so long i think it's getting a lot better but we still have a long way to go wouldn't you say? Yeah, for sure. I'm glad that you brought that up because I wonder if my parents are more open-minded because in Southeast Asia, cross-dressers or transgender men and women is normal. Yeah, Thailand is the most popular country for men to be surgically changed to become a woman. And we've always embraced that with the pageants that they've had, the beauty, everything, even actors, models. They have been men that are are women. And also in Buddhism, I think a religious aspect of it is it's a very open-minded religion. And maybe that's what affected my parents too. And that's why like Christianity or Western cultures or Western religions, they are very rigid. They're very rigid. Thank you. Yeah. And very antiquated. And again, everybody, you know, people who know me and people who don't know me. I don't subscribe to any religion anymore. And I feel mm-hmm. like so many things that we do, again, out of tradition or because we've it's the dogma or you've been indoctrinated, but here you're kind of following a book that was meant for people back thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. If you were sick right now, Anna, and, and you'd like, oh my gosh, Patricia, I don't feel well. And I'm like, well, let me go take this book. And you're like, that book is like 2,000 years old. Like, why <laughs> would you want to be trying to diagnose me and treat me. Now, I'm not going to say that they're... (laughs) I'd be like, first of all, where do you keep the leeches? (laughs) (laughs) How have I not seen this in your house? No doubt. Like, I don't, I feel like I don't even know you. Is there pros and cons or good and bad to take out of anything? Absolutely. But Mm -hmm. for the bulk of our society and in an effort to move forward in an environment in which we can all be on the same page, if you will, we have to put these books where they belong in our mm-hmm. lives, mm-hmm. you know, to uh, to follow your own philosophy is one thing and your beliefs. Mm-hmm. But when you want to have society embrace that, so you would, I wouldn't be able to treat you with mm-hmm. a 2000 year old <laughs> book. So that doesn't really stand the test of time. I would say Buddhist, Buddhist philosophy would more stand the test of time. Now, the golden rule is uh, what? Supposed to be do unto others as you have them do unto yes. you. And that's a Christian supposedly, I don't know, is that Christian? 
I think so. It sounds like it. Now that's something that could stand the test of time. But there's a lot of specificity in the Bible that separate women. There's a quote that I read myself that my son apprised me. He's the one that said, look at this, mom. I can't believe that you would subscribe to this. And it was saying that women have to not only listen to their husbands, Mm. but speak when you're spoken to and when you are given permission to speak by your husband. And I was like, what? You know, that ain't going to fly. That doesn't fly today. If people were to really like dissect, they would see that there's a lot of things that don't make sense. So anyway, going back to the whole open-mindedness, I didn't know that about Thailand and Mm -hmm. the culture. And I think that's a wonderful thing, you know? Look up the Mm -hmm. trans women. Gorgeous. They're prettier than women. And you know what? They look stunning. Uh, I just heard this conversation maybe like, I don't know, maybe like two years ago or something like that, where there was, again, a little girl that's being brought up in a very open-minded household, and she made the connection herself. And she went, so going along the lines of clothing, right, and the buttons being on a certain side and all of this, she went to the section, Mm -hmm. let's say you're like at Walmart or at Target or whatever, and she noticed that all of the t-shirts, when she looked at the boys' section, because she was a very sporty, you know, little girl, and she wanted to get something cool, like a cool t-shirt and she's like mom why is it that the boy side is like you're terrific all these things about being amazing as a person and achieving like your cousin was saying Mm -hmm. the male dominated when it comes to the money aspect and male dominated Mm -hmm. but then on the girl side with the clothes it was like princess and pretty and all these little things that she's like no, I want to be awesome. I want to be terrific. That's what I want to mm-hmm. be. I don't just want to, again, subscribe. But at her age, and I want to say she was like nine or 10 mm-hmm. at the time, she was observing that there's obviously a difference in how we advertise and we indoctrinate because believe it or not, every little bit of those things are indoctrination to our children that when you mm-hmm. see little by little, I remember talking about politics. Okay. Remember when Obama back way quite, quite some time ago when Obama was running for president and I was talking to a friend of mine and her husband, which is a very good friend of mine, came in and he's like, look at these women talking about politics. What? And this wasn't even, this wasn't even like 50 years ago. This was recently. And I looked at him so stunned that I, first of all, would never have thought that he would make such a comment like that because I don't see him that way. But, and that's why I'm not mentioning any names, Mm -hmm. but I was shocked that he would even say such a misogynistic thing. Wow. Women talking about politics, like, don't I have a brain? Like, can I even make a comment about politics? So again, here we are, right? 2021. And we're still trying to break down because if you go into a store right now, You don't see the boys section in clothing saying, be handsome. You don't say anything about handsome or be pretty or be pretty, you know? I noticed that the girl clothes are really sassy and spicy. A lot of the quotes that I've seen on girl t-shirts. Uh-huh. But tailoring to that side. Again, you don't ever see t-shirts saying girls can be astronauts or or lawyers or something Mm -hmm. that's completely out of the norm. But you do see that. And I think, again... 
from childhood, what do girls get when we were little, right? You get dolls and you get doll houses, almost mm-hmm. training you. I just, I was watching a comedian not too long ago say that. He's like, you girls are trained. We don't know. This is why, you know, he was just joking. He's like, that's why men are stupid, ladies. We, we were given cars and mm-hmm. GI Joes and things like that to learn how to, you know. So I'm going to plug something for all the listeners who don't know. Oh. I narrate audiobooks. That's and right. I just finished a book. It's not released yet. But it's called Once Upon a Future Time, Volume 2. And all of the books are a compilation of stories that talk about the Disney type stories, you know, princesses and princes. But it's all futuristic. And a lot of the girls that are in the books are independent and strong, and they don't need a man to define them for their achievements. I think there are 10 or 11 stories, but it's empowering to little girls that they can be astronauts. They can be into technology and science. They don't need a prince to rescue them. And that is why I think Frozen was one of the best Disney movies. That's the first Disney movie where she wasn't being rescued by a man. I've never watched that movie before. Oh, it's a great story. It's a great story. And they... Um, you know, it's a story about these two sisters. One of them, she rescues her love is what saves her, her sister, not a man, right? Not happily ever after and always depending on that. And Frozen was a big deal. I mean, I don't know if you remember having seen that everywhere you went. It was like, let yeah. it go, let it go. And you're like, yo, oh my gosh, I'm, I want to let you go. Can you stop? <laughs> but it really, the meaning uh, uh, behind it. And I think again, it's not easy. Growth is hard. I mean, think even if it's natural, think uh-huh. about what a plant has to go through when it goes from a seed and breakthrough. But mm-hmm. at the end of that journey and growing is a beautiful thing. And I think that as a society, we're really growing yeah. a lot in breaking those gender roles and breaking off of these traditions that we think they served us for a minute. They serve us no longer and we need to move forward in a different direction if we're all going to succeed, you know? Do you think the clients that ask for a guy stylist are insecure and need to validate their beauty by needing compliments from a man? I mean, you and I both work in, yes. worked in salons. You worked in New York. So maybe that culture was different. But I have had that happen where women want a guy stylist. What do you think? Um, You know, Anna, I don't ever think anything happens for one reason. I think that's a valid point. And I think that might be coupled with many others given, for example, a gay man is supposed to have what's a a few stereotypes, right? Like they're funny. They have fashion sense. There's a lot of gay men that I've met that are none of those things. They're still gay. That gay men can't be masculine. I've seen Mm -hmm. amazing bodybuilding gay men that don't resemble Mm -hmm. what a person would think. But I think that we have this idea of what uh, a certain race behaves like or a certain gender preference behaves like, right? And we want to put them in that box for whatever reason. And it makes them comfortable. I experience that all the time. Everywhere I go, the first thing people talk about is my New York accent. And they Mm want to relate to me. And they immediately go towards things that I may or may not identify with. But they identify me with it. And so therefore they go there. And so I can see, I can see why someone would ask for a gay man because maybe they Mm. think we have been conditioned to Mm -hmm. think that they're better at that. 
you know, or like you said, needing that male validation and wanting almost to role play, right? When people sit down and the guy's being flamboyant and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And the woman maybe doesn't have that kind of lifestyle that allows her, maybe he is a segue into her being able to be free in ways that she mm-hmm. can't be in maybe her stereotypical suburban life. See what I'm saying? So it's playing off of all these uh, stereotypes and images that we have in our mind. So I think it's probably multiple reasons, but it is interesting the way that we, I mean, look at TV, mm-hmm. right? Anna, you and I can relate to that as being, and I always hate to use the word minorities, but being non-Anglo, let's put it that way. Now being non-Anglo, a lot of times growing up, most of the roles that were held by gardeners or even on television, if you were a thug, if you were a maid, you you didn't have Latin people in major roles, mm-hmm. right? Being the protagonist of a show or a movie. And if they were, but that's not what we're all about. But yet we're being perceived that way. And so it just continues to take a life of its own. And we are here, right? That's why we're here to break down a lot of these indoctrinations and ideas that we have about everything and anything that at least poses the question, is this serving me? Should I continue to go down this route and think that way? But anyway, I hope that answers your question. That was Mm -hmm. a scenic route, but I just run away with my thoughts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, I love that because even if there were non-whites that were actors, they would need to portray themselves to be whiter. They would color their hair, make their skin lighter, plastic surgery, changing their hairline. During the Latin lover era in Hollywood, it was the opposite, where people would want to be this suave person and get those roles and, you know, Valentino and Casanova, stuff like that. Right, right. And it's crazy because the roles that Hollywood shows us, do we mimic that or do we change society so then Hollywood has to adjust to us? It's hard to say. It goes both ways. Right. Is it art imitating life or life imitating art? And I like that Mm -hmm. point. Even Anglos, even Caucasians experience that. Women who, like, for example, I love pink. Pink is so successful. But she never, I mean, she was an athlete. I think she was a gymnast. And she didn't, she's not going to have the fake breasts. I think she even came out with a song. Do you remember that song? I can't, it's escaping me now. Um, one of Pink's Ooh. songs about not falling under the typical image of fake boobs and the long blonde hair and being a certain way that she was going to be her. And if she made it, she made it on her own terms. She did it her way. You know what I'm saying? She was going to do it her way to get where she wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think that that liberated. That's another thing. Of- you are a wonderful singer, oh. Patricia. <laughs> I I have to say that. Thank you. That's sweet. I like you sang at my wedding, and I don't remember the song you sang at my wedding, but I'm going to request you to sing it one day. Stop, stop. Nobody knows that. That's a secret. That's a secret. Everybody knows now. (laughs) (laughs) It was How Do You Keep the Music Playing? That's one of my favorite songs. From Pink? Um, No. The song that I said at your wedding. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, Okay, okay. Um, what was the one? Um, How do you keep coming the music out? playing by James Ingram? Yes, that's the one I sang okay. at your wedding. But I think that Pink song, she was in a video and she's like being all hard and she's being her. And that's one thing about the beauty of being organic and authentic is that you do liberate other people to be like, you know what? I'm all good. I don't have to follow, right? 
this side. And look, for those people who like that, that's all good. But don't tell me that there's something wrong with me if I don't want to. That's the point. Because we don't want to discriminate mm-hmm. against anyone. But if there is a norm, whether mm-hmm. it's this, that, or the other, whether it's in, you know, the fashion, the way you dress, or your roles, there, there could be a standard. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that that's the end-all, be-all. We all have the right to live our lives and put those buttons on whatever Mm -hmm. freaking side you want. And you're not right or wrong for doing so, right? That's at the end of the day. For me, the message Mm -hmm. is let's break some of those boundaries and be okay Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. changing things up and you living your life the way you see fit and being okay with it. Another topic I want to talk about in the future. I'm so glad that you brought that up. You want to live your life and you want to be genuine to who you are. I would love to talk about the age of when you know who you are. For example, in Korea, when a Korean girl graduates high school, Mm -hmm. the gift that they get is a nose job or eyelid surgery. You know, how do you know that being 18 is too young to have that surgery? Or some of them are even 16. Oh my gosh, that's a great, great topic. Yeah. Yes. Okay, we've got to put a pin on that one, girl. (laughs) For sure. Let me put that on the list. We got a long list going on. Oh, I know. Our next one is going to be about boners, y'all. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, one of another famous topic. I love these. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good boner? It doesn't matter what side you're on. Anyway, so okay. Funny. All right, guys. Well, if you would like to be a part of our show, we would love to hear from you. Ask us questions and share your story. We will give you our unfiltered, unprofessional, unqualified advice. Record an audio clip on your phone and send it to that's why show at gmail.com. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Podbean, everywhere. Awesome. And Anna, do you want to read the quote of the day or do you want me to? You, please. Okay. Our quote of, of today is going along the lines with our theme. Even at your best, you'll never be right for the wrong person. But even at your worst, the right person will remind you of your worth. And with that, peace, love, and dark chocolate. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.